Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Airsurf proudly presents the Afternoon Underdogs on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now here's Tony Benetti and Dave Jennings. All right, welcome in. Hey, hey, hey. That is uh, the correct one. Good job, Matt. You were awesome, buddy. Is Mud on vacation again? No, he's here, isn't he? Is he here? He'll be here, man. Okay. He had stuff to do. He better be here, or his, like, or his, or his like, name will like, be. He's like he's like eating a sandwich somewhere, going. Matt, there he is. Just start the show. There he is. Uh, Take your time, Mud. Whenever you feel like the show starts. Lance McGarvey is the P, uh, PA announcer for Louisville Slugger Field for the soccer games for Louisville City FC. He's calling in right now. Uh, he also hosts. He's a part-time host of Soccer City right here on 790 KRD. See, I know there's a lot to get to today, but it starts. I know Justin Thomas. We'll get to it. It starts with a watershed moment. For the sport of soccer in this city, which was Saturday night. Yeah, five to nothing. No one saw that coming. They're kind of Louisville's bugaboo. First it was Red Bulls two. They exercised that demon. By the way, FC Cincinnati is playing tonight. They're playing the Red Bulls parent club. So Cincinnati is bouncing back from a five nothing loss and stepping way up in competition. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, exactly right. Um, almost looking ahead, who cares? Five right. nothing. Take it. Almost fourteen thousand people packed. Even that grassy knoll out there, right? That was packed. Do we have any video footage of the grassy knoll? Uh, no, nothing. Nothing in an eight millimeter that you okay. can rewind and back to. the I left. just want to count and make sure the back attendance is left. accurate. It is. <laughs> they, uh, it was exciting, and you you heard it on on News Radio eight forty WHAS. It was just one of those nights where everyone involved knew something special was going on. Mm-hmm. They had 30 shots on goal. The Louisville City FC said, not tonight. No. <laughs> You're not going to be in this game for more than five minutes. That's, that's right. Take your medicine. Oh, so we'll talk to him. I know the Coopers will call in sometime today, too. Oh, is Lance on the line? Okay, I thought he was calling in the, uh, the hotline. Lance, how are you, buddy? Hey, Lance. Hey, what's happening, Tony Day? What's going on, boys? Uh, man, Saturday night, I want you to paint the picture for all of us, is a night that I don't think many people will forget anytime soon. Well, that's absolutely right. I mean, there were almost 14,000 people packed into Slugger Field. I mean, the seating capacity, the actual seating capacity is like 13,100. And we exceeded that, hit almost 14,000. I think that's the second largest crowd that's ever attended an event in Slugger Field. Mm. I think the other day at time was like a, a thunder over Louisville batch game kind of thing. So it was incredible. I mean, and these people weren't just sitting there on their hands. I mean, they were going absolutely insane. And then on top of that, for Louisville City to absolutely devastate and dominate FC Cincinnati, just kill them 5-0 to zero for Louisville City, just destroyed them. Uh, it, it was like euphoric. I mean, every goal, they just kept getting more intense and more intense. 
and the fans. I heard you mention the Coopers. Not only the Coopers, all the supporters groups, the whole Purple family, if you will, just went berserk the whole night. It was incredible. Was there anything going on with Cincinnati besides maybe looking ahead to the Red Bulls that, that explains the 5 nothing, or was it just one of those nights? I think it was one of those nights. I mean, I, I, surely they've got their, their sights set on uh, tomorrow night when they play in the U.S. Open Cup against the New York New York Red Bulls. But, I mean, this was a rivalry game. This meant a lot to them. And, and the points that they need to acquire in the USL Eastern Conference to make sure that they even uh, reach the playoffs, I mean, this was an important match for them. It wasn't something that they could just take lightly. So, they may say that tomorrow's a real match for them and they didn't really care, but that's all garbage. This is a rivalry that, I mean, but for the fan bases, and they're not as huge as the fan bases are, obviously, of L and Kentucky, but the rivalry and the hatred between the two clubs and the two fan bases is extremely intense. And I'm telling you, they, they did not want to come here and lay an egg like they did, and they just got demolished. All right, let me play it. Let me see if I can get this to work properly. Give me a second here. And now Spencer, he's beating them for pace, and he's taken down. Oh, it could be disastrous for this DeWitt. He's going to the back branch. pocket, it and it is a red for DeWitt. My, oh, my, is this taking a turn for the worst for Cincinnati? DeWitt takes down Spencer on the breakaway, issued a red card, and now not only a free kick for Lou City, but they are now up a man for the remaining 65 minutes. What a turn here. Uh, a red card. There was a yellow card earlier in the match and then a red card in that what you just heard. Basically, a, a Louisville City player is break is breaking free to the net and the and the defender just tackles. And Joyce, Joyce DeWitt got beat and they're essentially in a power play the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Three's company reference there. Nice job, Dave Jennings. That's <laughs> no, impressive. Hey, look, that was a turning point for sure. I mean, it, it just... It really did take all the wind out of the sails for Cincinnati. But the reality is, Louisville City was outplaying them the entire match. That took place later in the in the first half, like I think the 35th minute or so, mm-hmm. if my memory serves me correctly. And But it, it was already, it, you could already just see that Louisville City was the better club. They were up one nothing, then they went in halftime up 2-0, and the second half was just a party. Now, you know, and the fun thing is, Tony and, and Dave, I'm, Soccer City, we do Soccer City Radio on Saturday mornings there on 790KRD. And we talked about how the team all week long had been promoting and, and asking for fans to come out and support uh, in a big number, and the fans did. I mean, almost 14,000, incredible record night. And and on the show, we said, hey, look, the, the fans have answered your call. Now it's time for you to answer their call for a win. They deserve a win over FC Cincinnati. Hadn't beaten them yet this year. And, man, did they ever turn around and respond with that win. That was unbelievable, man. They just absolutely pounded them. All right. I was not there towards the end when uh, some you know the excitement. You ever been to a football game or a basketball game where the excitement is so much no one wants to leave? Mm-hmm. Uh, was, was that the same sort of story on Saturday night? Yeah, I didn't want to leave. And the fans didn't want to leave. I mean, it was a big party. It spilled over into the concourse area, of course, to cheer the team, and then down it against the grain there at Slugger Field. Uh, the people were hanging around, It was except for the Cincinnati fans. They got on the bus as fast as they could get out of there. But it was it was, uh, it was was a fun night. Great celebration. Tell us about the Bethlehem Steel. That's next on Sunday. You don't want a letdown so, so soon after a 5 nothing shellacking. Yeah, they're not a bad team, man. We're gonna we're gonna have to go there, and uh, and and points are critical at this at this stage of the game. We're we're about two thirds the way through the season, um, and it's it's 
it's time to start putting up points. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough. If we can come out of there with, with, with just a draw and have the one point, I'll be happy. Uh, but I don't think that, you know, O'Connor, the coach, does a fantastic job of, of not getting them too high, not getting them too low. Uh, I think that, that this, this match that happened Saturday night will be, in the players' minds, will be long forgotten, and they'll, they'll move along and, and take care of business at Bethlehem. It was a it was a big night. Yeah, I think it was a lot of hard work in the last three years. And Lance uh, Lance McGarry, we're talking to is the PA announcer. Dave Lance is one of one of us. Where we 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 like watching soccer, but we don't know much about it. Lance Lance knows more about it today than he did three years ago. But you walked into that saying, "Hey, I kind of I think something cool might happen here. I, I, I want to try out to be the PA." But you you were really sort of a novice soccer guy, uh, and kind of. T- took a bet on Louisville, Louisville soccer. Yeah, well, they took a bet on me. I took a bet on them, and then I didn't – got to tell you, I never imagined uh, three years ago when I said I would do it and, and did it dirt cheap. I thought I was doing them a favor. And, man, have they done me a favor like I've never imagined. I mean, getting to be a part of this, I thought there'd be 1,500, 2,000 people a game. It may make it. It may not. Well, I mean – not only we exceeded that, it's something that I just look forward to. I mean, it's become a part of my life, and I think there's a lot of people out there. I know you talk a lot to, to Tom, uh, who's the president of the Coopers, um, and, and I know he calls in a lot, and, and he's very much the same way. He wasn't a soccer fan growing up, and he's gotten involved with Little City, and it's become a passion of his. There are lots of people that way, and there are a lot more coming. I mean, it, it, it's we've always heard, you know, I'm, I'm 48 years old, Tony, and heard a lot about uh, soccer's on the way. And as a kid, young person, I was kind of like, whatever. I didn't play, so all that mattered to me was basketball, baseball, football. But that's changed uh, dramatically, and it's happening for a lot of people. So if you're not a traditional soccer fan and you want to get to know the team, I mean, you can rally behind this, whether you're a Louisville fan, a Kentucky fan. This team really does represent all of the state of Kentucky, even though it's Louisville City. Uh, we've got a tremendous amount of U.K. fans that party together with Louisville fans. It all goes away. It's just it's one big happy purple family, like I said. Obviously, soccer announcers have their unique goal call. Guys like Sean Moth, you know when someone hits a three, you know his three call. Have you developed any yeah, Lance absolutely. signature That's lines? Say again? Did I lose you guys? No, no, there you I was, go. I was wondering if you as a PA announcer like Sean Moth's three call or the, the goal calls by the announcers, do you have a signature Lance call now? I say lose city goal, and I drag it out as long as I can. So if you go play the replays of the games, you can always hear me come over the broadcast. That's kind of funny. Uh, but, yeah, come out and you'll hear that. I, I love to let out a long lose city goal and uh, make sure that the opposing fans and teams – know that uh, that we're going to celebrate for a while over that one. Uh, Lance, it's always great to talk to you. I'm so excited for you and everyone else, man. It is uh, in this in this show at 9 a.m. on Saturday mornings is getting bigger and bigger. We appreciate you doing all that, also, buddy. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for thanks for the call, guys. I appreciate it, Lance McGarvey. Thank you, Lance. Took a chance, and they took a chance on on him. And really, these this group is part of the reason why they even came here. But uh, Cooper, Tom. Uh, Cooper Tom, how are you doing, buddy? I'm feeling pretty dang good today is what I can tell you. Yeah. Uh, an amazing experience on Saturday night. Yeah, you just heard Lance try to describe it. Do, do your best on, you know, it even, like Saturday night, everyone is saying it even felt different from some of the best nights that they've had out there, that Saturday was a watershed moment for Lou City. 
the atmosphere was 100% electric. I, I mean, it's nothing I've felt, and I've been going you know now for a good long time uh, to these Blue City matches, and it felt like nothing we felt before. Uh, everybody in the stands was on the edge of their seat. Our section, the supporter group section, was going crazy. The drums were going the entire time. Our capos were singing the entire time, chanting our heads off. And I'm kind of a serious dude so even when i'm not smiling i'm still having a good time but even yesterday it was just so infectious i was going crazy i was having such a great time and i'm just glad that we got to share it with thirteen thousand of our best friends that was the best part how important is a night like that when you're still discussing acquiring land and building a stadium there are going to be some naysayers but when something like that happens that's the kind of thing that can put things over the top absolutely i think the needle was already started to head in the right direction but a night like saturday night puts the needle over to it it makes the the knob go to 11 let's put it that way uh the number of people that i heard from that said well this was my first match or i've only been to a few matches but dang i'm coming back now uh not just the energy in the crowd but also the fact that we just put a spanking on them five nothing man that was great so all those folks that were even on the fence about anything are now i think convinced that this is the right way to go for this city i've had plenty of exciting matches out there to where there's five shots on goal uh there were 30 on saturday for loose city fc that had to be just one i mean how did you keep up with all that well, we actually almost ran out of smoke uh, when we were popping off the smoke grenades for the goals. I had to go to our emergency backup bag. My uh, vice president, Alex, he turns to grab his smoke grenade. He's like, where the bleepity bleep is my smoke? And I had to reach into the emergency backup to get it. That's how good it was. Uh, I said to Alex at the beginning of the match, when I saw the lineup come out with all those heavy strikers, I said, we're either going to lose by 10 or win by 20. Of course, we won by 5. But I said, he's not screwing around. Coach O'Connor is going to win this match no matter what it takes. And he did, and the boys did, and we're darn proud of him. How different was that lineup than lineups in the past? You said it was more striker heavy. So is that something that's going to continue based on the results? I'm not sure. I think Coach has a really good pattern. I think Saturday was a little bit unique. I think we just really wanted to get that monkey off our back and beat FC Cincy, and we did. Uh, so the lineup against Bethlehem on Sunday will probably be a little bit more standard. Bethlehem, like Lance said, is a great team. Uh, they're playing for positioning in the playoffs, so they've got a lot to lose and a lot to gain. So we're going to want to keep an eye on them. Uh, and then, of course, the next home match, we got a crazy week next week, Sunday away at Bethlehem and then Wednesday at home and then Saturday again at home. So two matches uh, in the week upcoming. So I hope folks come out for those. Cooper Tom, it's always great. I know you're still high from Saturday night. Enjoy it, buddy, and let's get that stadium done in Butchertown. And I'll say is the last thing that uh, as part of uh, – we told Justin Thomas the best way to celebrate a PGA championship is to come drum at a loose city match, so we hope he joins us. You got it. All right. I love it. Great call, Cooper Tom. We'll talk about that next. Yeah, Justin Thomas, 24 years old. The only mistake he's ever made in his life was going to Alabama over Florida State. I'll, I'll forgive him now. He's, he's going he's to next rather than Trinity. I think it's probably another one he did earlier. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, that pales in comparison. I mean, college to high school, please. <laughs> My word. Get over it. <laughs> Congratulations to him and his family. There's no doubt. It's cool because you got yeah. all these guys like Jody and you got uh, Kent and all these people that have this video of him when he's eight or nine. He was that. He was, everyone knew when Justin Thomas was eight here in Louisville. That dude's going to do and something. And what's also cool is there's Jordan Spieth and there's Ricky Fowler and all the young guys waiting yeah. to see if he would hold on and win. I mean, yeah. you're setting up with the core yeah. of like a Ryder Cup team for a couple of decades. It's going to be exciting. Guys that all like each other. Yep. Back after this on 790. Carity. 
I was a lot more calm than I thought I'd be, to be honest, just because I, I, I know how I've felt when I've had a chance to win a, a PG, just a regular tour event. And, I mean, any tour event's a big deal to win, but to win a major is obviously another level. Justin Thomas does it today with his father, Mike, the club pro watching. Justin Thomas wins his first major championship here in Charlotte at Quail Hollow. Couldn't just be Father Mike. It's Father Mike the Club Pro. <laughs> well, it gives it easy. Now forever known as Justin Thomas's dad. He's he's uh, he's an announcer, dude. He's painting the picture. Sure. Uh, so, man, congratulations to Justin and his family. Wow. Winning a major here from Louisville, St. X. Goshen. Wow. Yeah, Goshen. Did they tell it? Now, they announced on TV it was from Texas, right? Did they really? I think so. Oh, come on. And then they corrected it. Goshen, Kentucky, via St. X and Alabama. Yeah. So there you go. So good, good for him. That is awesome and exciting for the, the the locally. The golf scene needed some help. Well, and nationally, I mean, we don't have it in tennis. We've lost that a long time ago. But men's golf right now, the American twenty yep. somethings yep. are really setting up to dominate. Mm-hmm. And they need to. They need to because people are not playing the game like they used to. Golf courses are closing all around. They are now opening. This is the greatest idea ever. They're opening a ton of these. Six whole courses. So it's about an hour and a half at the most. So you play six holes. That's hmm. it. It's not 18. That's one way for me to shoot 70. Right. Yeah, there's no doubt. But it is a, it's because people just, again, we have this conversation on the show over and over and over again about people just don't have the time to do six or uh, six hours on a Saturday afternoon. When I used to work overnights, I would go out before I went home and play 18 holes in the morning. Yeah. But now I am not going to spend six hours on a sweaty golf course on a Saturday afternoon. So there are, and then you're done for the night. You have a few beers outside during the day, whatever it is about that, or right. hanging out at the track. We'll go to dinner later. Sounds like a great idea in the morning. Right. Hit the couch at six, done. Six holes. That's it. And that, let me tell you, I, that, that fits in. I hope that that takes off. It won't, but I hope it takes off. Well, you have Crescent Hill, which has played very heavily because that's an after-work nine holes. Right. And I think the city dropped the ball by not keeping the River Road Country Club as a nine-hole course owned by the city Yeah. to alleviate some well, of the pressure on that. Where will we have Louder Than Life? That's true. Dude. Mm-hmm. And where would my dogs go to the dog park? Hello, taking it from the dogs. Mm-hmm. There's a survey out that says half the people that own dogs don't walk them. Oh, we walk them all the time. Yeah, that's a must, right? Now, some people in the city, they'll get a chihuahua that can be actually litter box trained. Right. Because they live in New York or something, yeah. and there's not a lot of places to walk. But other right. than that, get out. Because their poop is smaller than a cat's. Sure. Right. Um, little, little tootsie rolls. But you got to get them. You got to get dogs out and get them exercise. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, right? Yes. Walk your damn dogs. Or people that have huskies in Arizona. It's like, what are you doing to him? Right. What are you doing? Come on. Seriously. Think about the dog for a second. Well, I had a buddy that had a husky, and he'd bring him over, and then be in the middle of. Of course, we're in our early twenties, so nobody paid the, you know, the heat. We didn't want to pay the uh, air conditioning bill, so we'd always be on really high, right. and be hot. And the poor dog. We'd look at the dog being miserable. On the yes. Floor. We used to. We used to put cold beer cans all around him. Oh, he just lay there. We'd pile them in cold beer cans. Did you do that to me? Huh? Could you do that to me? Yeah, if you want to. Oh. Whatever. Whatever works for you. But but not walking a dog isn't the worst thing people do to animals. We're going to foster another oh. little puppy, a little chihuahua puppy that was thrown in a feed bin on a farm and dumped out, and someone saw her. Oh. She's got brain damage, possibly, and she can't move very well right now. So we're going to try to foster her and see if over the next couple of months we can Get her going again. We're not sure, 
But that's uh, got her through the Arrow Fund, okay. where we've got two of our other dogs. Yep, that's where some people, uh, bad cases. We've yeah. got to start prosecuting people a little more uh, aggressively. All right, you got to, the appeal came in on Friday. We talked to it at length on, on Friday afternoon on this show, the Afternoon Underdogs. But, you know, do you have your opinion? 571-7900 is the phone number. Give us a call, the Afternoon Underdogs, the main source bank phone lines. Did you get a chance to look it over? You think it's a fair chance? I mean, they're they're all over the place. It all depends this on this panel. Yeah, and it depends. I mean, everyone wants to say Tim Sullivan, others included. Look at it was prostitution. It was awful. They're not going to change their minds. But there's precedent to be set with the punishments they are suggesting. Mm-hmm. And the NCAA has to decide: Are we going to be in the business of pulling banners and titles? Mm-hmm. Are we going to start down this road? And we'll see. I know the salaciousness of it lends some to believe that it's, 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 it's a hopeless cause. I don't think so. You could have a panel that, and I think Louisville's being aggressive, and why not? You have nothing to lose at this point. Go for it all. Try to get something back. Most fans would take the banners only. I don't care about the money. I don't care about Rick's wins. I don't care about team wins. It doesn't really matter to me. And I think most fans would agree. So if you can shoot for the moon and end up with keeping the banners... I'm okay with that. But I have no idea what this panel's going to do. Well, nobody does. Different people. The system is always different and weird. It's not like the, a normal court system, okay? Okay, they, they have a written appeal now, 68 pages long. They have, the NCAA has 30 days to answer, but then Louisville has asked for a face-to-face conference, you know. Where uh, they're going to bring puppies. That would be awesome. Yes. You bring uh, puppies and kittens. Everyone gets a puppy and a kitten to Come sit on, on the desk while we talk. How do you do that? How do you get mad with mm-hmm. kittens or meow all over exactly the place? Exactly right. Right? Well, not cats. You don't want to bring it because it reminds people of wildcats. The wildcats. Oh, that could UK, be true. UK. So you want to get a dog. Right. And other things. Or a cardinals. You just bring everybody a red Oh, cardinal. yes. Except they poop a lot. They're kind of incontinent. Yeah, that's true. So I don't... I'm with you. No one knows. If they can tell you that they know, they don't. Um, but there are a lot of people that are convinced this is all for naught. That it seems like it makes sense, but we're setting ourselves up for hope that, like the last time, that we're not going to get But it's what you not want. going to affect anything. It's going to drag it out a little bit. It hasn't hurt the team's recruiting, hasn't hurt oh. the team's ability to yeah. land top prospects. It's not going to be any worse by Weirdly dragging it enough, out a little long. Yeah. So some people are like, just take your medicine. No, not really. I get it. I get that attitude, but go for it. Yeah. The NCAA has never done this kind of thing before and followed no. through. I know USC is, is close with the with the BCS, but different different violations. And do but, they want to go down this road with North Carolina and three banners potentially hanging in the balance? Let's go to Fred. You're on with the dogs. Greetings, folks. Uh, Tiger Woods, after his whole sexcapades, you know, he took his lumps, admitted faults, lost everything and moved on just to try to show that he had changed a little bit and he was trying to improve himself. Would Louisville be better off in doing the same? Doing the same what? As in just uh, not look, appealing? As right now, the perception is they, they are more worried about wins and losses in this banner and their prestige in, athletics, in the athletics rather than saying, hey, look, we had a staffer that did something really stupid. You know, our kids were placed in danger. Um, our program provided money to help continue and trap women in a terrible situation in their, you know, continued prostitution. We admit that. We're ready to move on. Give us the punishment. 
we're a different university moving forward. Mm. If the punishment would have been what they thought they were going to get yes. via Chuck Smurth, then yeah. absolutely they would have done that. Yeah. When they got blindsided with something far worse, you might as well appeal it. I get what happened, and they have admitted what happened. But to just say, well, let's move on now? And look at the other. the rest of the country doesn't pay attention to their own stupid college basketball teams. They're not paying rapt attention to Louisville's appeals. No one even knows what's going on with that anymore except us. Right. You fight for a championship. No matter how salacious the details are, they took a banner, you got to fight for it. Louisville's been playing basketball for 100 years. They've got three titles. And this is, this is a program that is top 10 in every stat with two Hall of Famers back-to-back. So one of the top programs of all time has three titles. UK is the best. I mean, it's the it's perennially the best program besides Duke in college basketball history. They've got eight total. If you lose one, you fight for it. You appeal it. If the process says you can appeal, you do that. Now, you open yourself up for criticism like Fred or whoever, and that's fine. But they, take the, they can't, can't get worse. If you do something wrong in your own life, you have the chance to appeal. You could say, you know what, I'll take the 20 years and move on with my life. I did something wrong. Or you can appeal because the process is there, and you might get it reduced. This isn't much different. It's a shame because we all know that 2013 team has some of the most popular players that have played for this university. The entire nation adopted the team for the last two weeks of the season there because of the Kevin Ware injury. Kevin Ware became a national TV late show guest. Mm-hmm. He was on every TV show. I mean, it was a huge story, and people adopted the team. There was great storylines. And, by the way, that game... Now, we've had two really good games the last two seasons. But you would put the U of L michigan game in the last 25 years as national championship game of how... The competition level and the level of play and how good the game was to watch, U of L Michigan is up there. It was a great game to watch, and that game normally is not. College basketball, basically, it's not in the strongest position it ever has been, is it? Nationally, not really. Oh, it's a ju- it's, so it's losing ground. The NCAA, whether you think it's fair or not, they're going to think twice. The stars of college basketball are the few teams like Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky. We all know the players, Kansas, Arizona, some of those guys. Those are the players. Roy Williams, Rick Pitino, Mike Krzyzewski, John Calipari, those are the superstars of college basketball, the people that people tune in to see. I don't think, even though it's probably warranted, especially in the Carolina case and maybe in the Louisville case, but I don't think that the NCAA wants to pull four banners from two of those superstar programs and coaches that I just mentioned. Well, I think they're going to find a way to not do that, but I've guessed wrong many times when it comes to the NCAA. Right. They could say, uh, no, they just made up classes that didn't exist. You had prostitutes. That's, I mean, the NCAA can do whatever oh, they want. This is this. These are the violations that go way back to the beginning of time. No. Helping kids with the classes. They're probably unfair. They're not good test takers anyway. But these are hookers. The Count. What's up, buddy? What's up, gentle dogs? Gentle Hello. Dogs. Good day. Hello. Absolutely dull, bleak, depressing, soul-destroying day today it is. <laughs> it is? It is? 
Yes, it is. It is. I have the numbers for the day. You guys were talking about how many how many you should play. The numbers for today are sixteen. Sixteen. Fifteen and twenty. Why? Well, when you play in Kentucky, you must play at least sixteen. Eighteen is preferable. <laughs> but if you play fifteen, it will get you twenty. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> so stupid. Is there an underage sex story that I missed? Oh, I don't know. Thank you, Count. Dennis, you're on the main source bank phone lines. Hello. Hello, Dennis. Hey, Dennis. What up, dog? What hey. Up, hey, I got a quick comment. That dude just earlier said something about the uh, entrapment of women and blah, blah, blah. They were strippers. You know, they showed up at the thing. Now, Patino, if he did or didn't know, I mean, he's accountable, but you can't, you can't charge the program. When they're strippers, you can't act like they were coaxed into doing what they're doing. That's their job. Am I correct? No, apparently. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I'm not getting into this discussion. I let that caller go because I'm not. But I'm not getting into uh, the profession and who's doing what and right and the mom doing. doing that to the daughter. Because here's where you go, go down that hole. You want to go down that hey, rabbit hole road. That, ro- that road. That's fine. But understand, there are is a huge problem in the United States right now. I don't want. I don't know these women. I don't know their story, so I'm not going to get into whether they were forced to do it or not. It doesn't seem like they were. But the problem in this country now is that there is a lot of women that are forced into that industry. It's, they are sex slaves, and they come from all over the world. And people don't realize how big that story is. And Federal agents are making it one of their uh, the the war on on sex slaves or slaves in general, and that they're coming from all over the world, and we've got to stop it. So I'm not jumping into that conversation, which I just did. So thanks for not jumping. Sorry. I, once you start going down that route, were you watching 60 Minutes this weekend? It's true. No, oh, I know it is. It is. I mean, it's 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 bad. All right, Allen Electric six three six help is the phone number. Give them a call when you need. Uh, an electrician, we are changing out the light in the kitchen. And I'm not, she doesn't want me to do it myself. I wouldn't either. I'm like, I got this. She unless she's like, not, unless no. she's kind of mad at you at the moment. Why don't you change yeah, that? Go up there. She give that a shot. Here, put your foot in this bucket of water first. Right. Here's a fork. <laughs> Just loosen it a little bit. Yes. We, wink, wink. We turn the electricity right. off, Tony. So call Allen Electric, 636-HELP is the phone number. Dedicated residential electricians, master electricians, licensed electricians, they'll take care of you. They show up on time, they get it fixed, the price is up front, and there's no surprises. Allen Electric, we're calling them, you should too. Something is new when you go to Papa John's Cardinal Stadium for football games this year. I will tell you the new... Enhanced security procedures, Mm -hmm. which you can and can't bring in, and uh, Mm -hmm. beer prices. Back after this on 790. Carity. All right. Hang on. Oh, there we go. There we go. We're back. All right. All right, this is uh, the new PGA champion. Let's go ahead and play. Justin Thomas, Goshen, Kentucky. Let's go ahead and play. Where we live. This is Justin Thomas, top 10 in the uh, golf world rankings. 
and already a two-time winner on the PGA Tour. We're going to talk plenty of golf in a minute, but you're a Kentucky guy. You went mm-hmm. to school in Bama. Who's your basketball team? Louisville. Louisville. I'm from Louisville. That's what you're going with a winner, right? Exactly. They know how to win some national mm-hmm. championships. You think? <laughs> there you go. I went to Alabama. Even going to Alabama doesn't make you an Alabama basketball fan. Didn't even blink. Nope. I like it. I like it a lot. Absolutely. Okay, so what are the new rules? Okay, Louisville football, athletics implementing new security measures. There will be, like basketball now, magnetic wanding at all entry gates. There will be restrictions on the size and type of bag that you can bring in, both football games and concerts moving forward. You'll empty your pockets prior to being wanded. You'll get the cell phones, keys, other metal objects out, put them in your hands, over your head. They'll wand you. So it's going to take a while, obviously. People, oh, my god! People go in late as it is, which takes a while. So if you add this to the mix, look out. So what they're going to do is open gates now two hours prior to kickoff. So for Clemson, which is a 3.30 game, September the 16th, the gates will open at 1.30. And to entice you into the stadium a little early, happy hour pregame drink prices. So from that first hour early... One thirty to two thirty. Draft beer, three bucks. Canned beer, four bucks. Throughout the stadium. Then for the second hour up on the Norton Terrace, they'll have those prices up until kickoff. So you can go online at gocards.com and see exactly the size bags. They want clear bags now, smaller purses. I don't want to go into all of it because it involves medications and diaper bags. But basically, wanding and restrictions on the size of the bags. So make sure you find it all out before you go to your first game. It'll work out, is what I'm going to say. Always to does. It'll work out, but the first couple games is going to be a complete nightmare. What's going to happen? And I remember when they first started this at the Yum Center, they started it with basketball games, and people were flipping out. Because everyone is getting there two minutes after tip-off as it is. Right. So five minutes before tip, and I remember it was a pretty, might have been an important game. Maybe it wasn't because it was the beginning of the season. I do remember taking a picture of the crowd in front of the Yum Center trying to get in before when they first implemented those rules. And then going in, and Paul Rogers was like, what is going on out there? I was like, dude, you can't get in. And then they were doing it to us, too, the media. We were mm-hmm. like, hey, 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 media pack. Wait a man. minute. Hey, Buster. I'm Scoop Jackson. Don't, uh... Hey, I frisk me like the TSA. <laughs> right. Why not? Frisk me. At least I get something out of it. Exactly right. Is that a so... flashlight? <laughs> so, and I can't imagine. Now, here's what we're going to do. Basketball fans for U L, we all know, very cordial. Very classy, for the most part. Football fans that are trying to get in at the same time after drinking for four hours. Mm-hmm. Not so much. they got a belly full of barbecue and booze. They've been in the sun for four hours, and they're going to try to get in there, and you're going to try to wand U of L football fans. Good luck. Just keep that in mind. Get in early. Enjoy the beer prices. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so they're instead of the hour and a half, that's going to help. So instead of the hour and a half early, they're going to do two full hours before kickoff. And so. $3 drafts everywhere for that first hour. Right. And then they'll go up to Oof. eight or whatever it is now. It's always like, just here's the thing. Avoid that main gate that comes through from the – everybody knows which one I'm talking about. The one at the end – of the Green Lot Path. So Take the, Preston Highway to Gate 6 to get on the fairground. Another Ooh. gate. Yeah. Don't go to the one where the, the Green Lot empties into one aisle. You go through the tunnel, past all the little booths that are right there. That's where then, the grizzly bears hang and out. They, that gate. Don't go to that gate. Go to another one. And then walk to your seats from inside. It's not going to work. 
Oh, it'll be fine. No, no, no. It, it'll be. They'll work it out. But the first game is that the Clemson game? No, September the sixteenth is. Well, that's the. Is that the first home game? No, it can't be. No, that's it can't be. No, 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 no. September sixteenth, though. That's just, that's just an example I threw out there. Okay. Purdue's on the road. Then they have a bunny game, right? After Purdue, got got to yeah. Don't have my schedule in front I don't of have me. The schedule. I don't neither. It's a schedule. Oh, and speaking of football schedules, mm-hmm. so we talked about college basketball, and it sucks for the fans who pay more and more for their seats to have good games go neutral site, right? Mm-hmm. We're seeing this, Louisville, Alabama next year, mm-hmm. Florida State, Alabama this year. Mm-hmm. Now Wisconsin and Notre Dame in 2020 and 2021 are going to meet each other at Lambeau Field and also Chicago Soldier Field. Oh, cool. So that's cool to do, but for the fans that want to see good games in their stadium, that sucks. not so cool. No, no, it is. I guarantee most fans would rather see the home-and-home home yeah. at each of their places. Yes. But for a random fan to go to a Notre Dame game at Lambeau Field, that's kind of cool. And as an owner, I probably can get you in. I get it for the Wisconsin thing because it's Lambeau. But if you're going to go and see a game, you want to go to the Golden Dome. Oh, e- Even opposing fans are like, no, 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 I want to go to Notre Dame. If you get lucky like I did to have them play your team and it's a cool, crisp, sunny day, mm-hmm. it is just an amazing, surreal, not life-changing experience, but as far as a bucket list kind of thing. Right. It's just cooler than any other place to see a football game. It is. So I, I get that. And, and a lot of times they'll do the three games. They'll do a home, a home, and then the third spot. Like Louisville will do, I think it is at Papa John's for Western, in Bowling Green, mm-hmm. and then the third one is at LP Field. That makes everybody happy. Yeah, it makes everybody happy. Right. So what they should do is do a home, a home Lambo, home, a home Soldier Field. Right. Yes. Um, it is. I, I'm trying to say that. I was about to say. Well, it's worse for football because there's less games. I don't know. In basketball, to me, it's the worst new thing that basketball has done in the last decade. Which it, not last decade, last five years. These neutral site games. Where no one is playing at home, the big games are played in New York or Chicago. And coaches brag about the difficulty awful. of their schedule, but it's like I got to spend it's ten grand in Manhattan to go see it. It's the worst. It's the worst idea. Oh, we're playing Kansas. Oh, in Indianapolis. In Indianapolis. Oh, what? We're playing Michigan State uh, in Tampa, in Chicago. What? No, no. At least sign a two-game series. Their place, our place. This isn't tough. By the way, fans, we're taking all the good games away from your building. We need you to spend a little more, Oof. including five grand to travel to Tampa. Uh, not good. Not good. I get it. It's a made-for-TV. Made-for-TV in your place. But there you go. So, yeah, September 16th is the Clemson game. We've got to have a game before that. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, he will miss the games. I don't think, he, I don't think they're going to win in the appeal. I think everyone thinks six games, you appeal, they they knock it down to four. I don't think they're going to do that. Well, where are the fans now? Ezekiel Elliott, domestic violence, just take your medicine, don't appeal. The Players Association will insist that they appeal to try to set sure. the benchmark for these suspensions. Sure. They're not trying to defend Ezekiel Elliott's actions, but they're going to defend their players and their ability to maybe make money for two more games. So they've got to go through the process, whether you like it or not. But the NFL specifically brought up the pictures. Which I told I told you on Friday was the problem. No, he 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 doesn't need to put his hands on women. But Ezekiel Elliott, his problem with this suspend or with the appeal is that there are pictures, mm-hmm. and the pictures are are awful. It's not like a scrape. 
This girl has bruises all over her body, and, or all or her wrists and her face. And no and one's, again, allegedly. Right. Well, if it's her word against my word, right. no one's going to believe his Sucks word. that this is happening. For a young, talented guy playing for, even though they haven't made a playoffs in forever or won a playoff game in forever, the name or face of the NFL along with the Packers and the Steelers and t- teams like that. It's the Dallas Cowboys. They're worth more than any other team in the NFL. It sucks that a young talent like that is embroiled in this. But I don't think he's going to win it. I think everyone assumes he is. I don't think I think he's going to be out and the games are for the Giants, which is a huge game. The Broncos, Cardinals, Rams, Packers mm. and 49ers. He has 6 games to sit, but he has a huge career, a lengthy career after that, but an even longer life after that. The most important thing is to take this money hit, take these games and change as a man. Yes. Yeah, he's got too many stories surrounding him. Too much smoke not to be some fire going on. And if they're and Dallas got enough money, you need to you get a help along here. You need to hire some people to say, Nope, not going out tonight. He has the right to go out. Sure he does. And he has the best advice is to stay home. If you can't go out, remember he's got the fight also. To where yep. there was an altercation. And everyone in the room says, he kept saying, please walk away. I don't want anything to do with this. The guy kept coming back for more. And Zico kept saying, I don't want anything. Please walk away. I don't want to fight you. Probably a Steelers fan. And in the end, maybe. And in the end, Ezekiel was forced to knock him out. At that point, you've got to decide, I have millions of dollars. I'm going to party with my friends at home. Remember, Plaxico Burris decided at 2 o'clock in the morning, whatever, he needed a gun in the nightclub. Yes. If you're going to a place where you need a gun to defend yourself, perhaps you should stay home. That was one of the strangest stories ever. Shot himself. The guy shot himself and went to prison. Because of New York's gun laws. Yeah, and you see also, I saw, I don't know if it's, I saw a video... They are arresting people that are traveling with their guns that are flying into. They're fine to fly in any other. They have the permits. They have it locked in a box. It's not loaded. There's no bullets to it. Right. If you land in New York City, LaGuardia, and I don't know what the other one is, Reagan, maybe? Reagan's in D.C. Okay, so the... Kennedy, I think, right? Okay, Kennedy and LaGuardia, whatever the, the New York airports are. You fly into New York, you're going to jail for a day. Do you get your gun back? Yeah. But you're going to go to jail. You're going to miss your meeting. Don't fly with your gun into New York. So what people will do then is not bring their own gun and buy one illegally when they get there. Well, if they feel the need to have one. I'm talking about right. Well, I'm not talking about uh, these are citizens that are trained and, and have exactly their guns right, and, and they have the right to have it. But and every other airport's like great. You have your permits. Mm-hmm. Happy flying. <clears throat> but New York... No, police officers will tell you, they're not worried about the illegal concealed carry person. But the they're not worried about them. shot himself in the leg. Yes. He's lucky it was just a leg. I know. And he he went to prison. It's like, holy cow. Unbelievable. You okay. think shooting yourself in the leg would be Punishment enough. enough. But that's when they say, okay, we do all this tough talking about our gun laws. We can't let the celebrities go and then hammer somebody else. That well, was- he was a guy that was a really good wide receiver for the Steelers. Ended up in giant in the Giants, and mm-hmm. he was a pretty good receiver there, too, but couldn't stay out of his own way. Starting to think that I've been trying to, to float out the notion that it's mostly about Colin Kaepernick's play and not his protests, mm-hmm. but I'm starting to think it's really about the protests. The Baltimore Ravens, now they're the ones that came out and said, we were really looking at him, 
And then it was reported that Ozzie Newsom, the GM, and John Harbaugh both liked him, mm-hmm. but the owner was hedging his bets. He wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. So the Ravens, instead of signing him, signed a realtor. That didn't work out. So now they're signing Thad Lewis. And they released Dustin Vaughn, a guy they signed, a guy they signed after the realtor. Thad Lewis hasn't thrown a pass in the NFL since 2013. <laughs> and this was a team that thought about signing Kaepernick. So starting to think that it probably is a little more about the off-the-field stuff uh, than on-the-field ability. What's the other story attached to that? Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Is been, he says he's done it for 11 years, but people have these video of, like, you haven't been sitting for 11 years. The guy sits down for the national anthem, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, and he's like, dude, I've been doing that for years. What's your problem? Uh, and no one really seems to be bothered with that. It's not just him. Seahawks defensive end Michael Bennett refused to stand during the anthem on Sunday. He said to raise awareness of racism and intolerance. This is his quote. More better articulated than whatever Kaepernick was doing. This is what he told reporters. Quote, first of all, I want people to understand that I love the military. My father's in the military. I love hot dogs like any other American. I love football like any other American. This but is I, Marshawn Lynch. This, no, this is uh, Michael Bennett. Okay. But I love, I don't love segregation. I don't love riots or oppression. I just want to see people have the equality that they deserve, and I want to be able to use this platform to continuously push the message of that. So at least it's better articulated than what Colin Kaepernick did. I'm not sure what it's. I'd also like to see people protest when police officers get murdered in Dallas. It would be nice to realize. Uh, that. Part of the problem with Kaepernick, and we've said it a million times, is the message is convoluted. It's, there is no one message, and he has no. There's no end game to what he's trying to do. He's just doing it. And then every time you ask him, he's got a different reason why he's doing it. And the, and the message is mixed. So it's part of the problem is Kaepernick himself. Uh, we all support his right to express himself in sure. whatever way he wants. But that is just not, it's just not, it's not, it's coming off wrong. All right. Uh, Bargain Supply, East Jefferson Street. Stop on in and talk to these folks. They have worked there. Some of them, employees are there like 30 years, right? Bargain Supply takes care of their employees, and that's why they have a high level of people returning to buy something at Bargain Supply. You see, uh, commercial guys going in and out all the time. Look at, you know, these, these guys are plumbers and electricians and they know where to get their tools and supplies is bargain supply. And they can go to big box stores and get builders discounts. They go to bargain supply anyway. That's exactly right. So bargain supply will take care of you on tools, supplies, and of course, appliances. Go on by washer, dryers, refrigerators, garbage disposals. They got you covered with every make and model, including locally owned or locally made GE appliances. So Bargain Supply East Jefferson Street. Stop on by in the New Lou area. All right, we'll take a short break. We'll be around on uh, the top of the hour here. We'll take your phone calls. We'll talk about U of L. The appeals is in. Uh, new rules for Papa John's. You can't get in as fast as you used to be on these football games. You're going to have to plan ahead and get your butt from your tailgate. Get your into tail the from the gate. Thank you. To the gate. Seven ninety early. Carity. It's the Afternoon Underdogs, brought to you by AirServe on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now here's Dave Jennings and Tony Benetti. Hey, glad to have you back. Hour number two on a Monday, kicking off a new week. The day after, Goshen, Kentucky's own Justin Thomas wins his first major at the age of 24. Cool to see the young guys like Fowler and Spieth all hang around. We got some young guns in their 20s that are going to dominate golf. For the foreseeable future. Yeah, the place, the city of Louisville was going crazy yesterday. 
which matched, matched the excitement that happened on Saturday night, a watershed moment for Louisville sports. It's neat to be involved with something like this. Lou City FC is a product and a sport that this building here at iHeartMedia it was behind and said, look, we're going to commit to this this franchise because we think something special is going on. And the second that we did, it has just been a pleasure. Well, and, and kudos to them for partnering with us. There were cheaper ways to go. Yeah. There were not better ways to go. No, but they they It's been a great partnership. Yeah, and it's been a great partnership. And and Saturday night was a watershed moment that you know you're sitting around going, 20 years from now you go, I remember that night. I was there at Slugger Slugger Field when they sold out the place over, I mean, 14,000 people packed into that stadium to watch a complete ass-whooping of their rival, 30 shots on goal, 5 to nothing's the score, red cards on the other side. It was just exciting, up and down, and you heard it on News Radio 840 WHAS. And if you weren't convinced that it's probably inevitable now that we get a soccer complex, that might have been the, the final little push over the top. The straw that broke the camel's back, as it were. And again... Breaking the back in a good way. I relate it to you're going to talk about that night, and that's what it felt like on Saturday in Saturday in this town, was that you we talk about the ABA all the time. And people are like, oh, I was there in Louisville Gardens mm-hmm. when they did this. And this happened. And, and you're like, that's the way it feels like, that this is curving into... Look, we talk about the Louisville Fire. There were Louisville Fire nights. There were ten to 12,000 people in the stands. It was incredible at Freedom Hall. Incredible nights. This seems even bigger than that. So we are so happy to be involved with that, and we're so happy to be friends with Nick Roush, even though he's got some... You got some, Hey, Nick, how are you doing, buddy? Um, I've been better. I've got to I've gotta break some bad news. I heard. Um, I heard. Yep. Yes. Um, UK starting left tackle, senior left tackle, Cole Mosier, suffered an ACL oh. tear in his right knee and will miss the entire season. And he's a fifth-year senior... I know sometimes they can get waivers, but it will end his career. Oh, according to UK damn. Oh. That is awful. Well, there's still a chance, so if he wants to go for that, it's possible. Oh, man. Fifth-year senior. Now, they, oh, man, you've got to do your research. Well, That's what you do, buddy. How many times does that happen? Well, what makes it even worse is that, A, it's the second year in a row they've lost a starter in the first preseason scrimmage. Last year it was safety Darius West who messed up his knee. But he is back this year. Um, and Moser, he's a guy, too. He went to Walton Verona High School, small, single-A or double-A. I'm not sure which exactly class it is up in northern Kentucky. Started his career as a walk-on. He earned a scholarship as a red-shirt, red, redshirt freshman. Started 10 games last year. He's going to be returning senior this year. Now his career's over. He said in a statement he was, you know, he's happy that, you know, it was a dream come true to earn a scholarship at UK, but he's got to move forward and he hopes to rehab to get back on the field in time for UK Pro Day. Who's been the most impressive in this small sample size that we have so far with fall ball for you guys? You know, it's, it's tough to say because we don't get that many open looks. Um, now I can say there's uh, more freshmen involved than originally pictured. Lynn Bowden arrived at campus a week late um, and has actually been good in the week. I kind of expected him to you know, not do much because uh, he doesn't know the offense at all. But he caught a few passes, caught a few third down balls the other day. Um, but just real quickly back to Mosier. Yeah. It sucks. Um, but behind him is five-star Landon Young. 
Uh, okay, last I was, year when Moser went down yeah, to Florida. Yeah, I was about to ask you that. Landon is a uh, he is. I I interviewed him a year and a half ago. He's what a great kid, and I was wondering where he is in this mix. So he's the backup. Yes, yes. So last year um, they were they didn't want to make him play right away, but Moser got dinged up against Florida, and he had to. And then from that point on, Young just slowly rotated in. So he has some experience. But it was, you know, a couple drives a game, maybe three or four drives a game. But now he's the full-time starter at left tackle. Thrown in the mix pretty early as a true sophomore, but if anybody's capable of doing it, it's him. Oh, he's a he's a beast. I mean, he is just, he's nasty. He played in the uh, Army All-American game. He started at left tackle. And those games, Dave and, and Nick, are, are made, there's 100 kids. They right. try to rotate as many kids in for you get one series. Uh, they parked him at left tackle and said, you're not moving. So you're playing the entire game. He was one of the only kids on the entire All-American team that played every snap of that All-American game. Well, and I like that you brought that up too, Tony, because I remember when it happened. And, you know, I'm covering the side. I'm going to try to get some highlights from this game. And I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to get freaking highlights of a left tackle during a game? But you know what? I got a ton of them because he was just mowing people down. When they would pass rush, I mean, pass rushers are some of the best athletes in football right now, and he was putting them on the ground. He think I think he recorded 27 pancakes last year. So if there is a silver lining, it's that you have Young to replace him. But I got to tell you guys, too, um, this story hits even closer to home. Uh, for me and my family, because last week, little brother Nathan, oh, a walk no. on, a walk on who earned a scholarship, was finally going to get a chance to get some real PT this year, tore his ACL. Oh, oh Nick, no, yeah, yeah, it sucks. It sucks real bad. So um, he's down in the dumps right now, um, but you know we're just trying to stay positive, trying to get him surgery next week. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's one of those things where football, what we talk about is a lot of fun. Um, you know, we make a lot of jokes, but, like, it's serious stuff. And when you tear your knee up, I mean, that's the kind of year-long process where you're just fighting to where you can be normal again. Well, I would think, though, that a six, and under these circumstances, a guy as talented as he is, a six-year medical hardship waiver, to give a guy a chance to play college ball again and impress at the next level should be something the NCAA would do for him. I, I hope so, um, because it's just like – so when I was a senior in college, my first senior year, um, I broke my ankle walking to class because I'm uncoordinated and UK refused to call off classes when it's – Really slick outside you were and icy and snowy. Mm-hmm. But and when you go into PT and I'm just doing these little ABCs and, like, I think my rehab sucks for an ankle, the stuff these guys have to do to rehab a knee, like, I can't even imagine what Teddy Bridgewater's going through right now mm-hmm. or what he's gone through over the last year. Teddy's getting paid. These guys in college aren't. Now, granted, they got school taken care of. But I just hope that, you know, in these scenarios, you have situations where you can – give them a chance to redeem themselves on the field once again. I know Brandon Dowdy did, uh, as Western's quarterback a few years ago did. I know Max Smith uh, at UK was able to at San Diego State afterwards. So there's there's definitely opportunities there. I just, you know, the loopholes, the rules, it's all weird and convoluted, but in the player's best interest, just to give them a chance to say, hey, 
I still got this. I still could do it. I just hope to see that happen. Um, get back to Landon again. Look, there are there are a few. Look, I'm not one of those U of L fans that has to hate kids that play for the wrong for the other team just because they wear blue. I'm not. That's not how I operate. Um, but I do pick out every once in a while where I really, really like some of the opposite team. Like Dickie Lyons Jr. for me a couple of years ago was one of my favorite football Little players. Little Dickie. He, and let me tell you, I, I don't care that he wore blue. That kid was a football player. I loved watching him play football. And he tore up the Louisville Cardinals when he played. I mean, he was an aggressive player from the wide receiver spot. I mean, he would knock the crap out of you if he was playing wide receiver, blocking, and then downfield. You better watch out. You better keep your head on a swivel. This guy's going to knock you out. Landon's the same way, I will tell you, just because I'll sneak in a wrestling reference. He did win the state title as a heavyweight um, his senior year, and it helps uh, as an offensive lineman. If you have offensive linemen out there, make them wrestle in the offseason because that will help you in inside and power. Good luck getting him off balance. Uh, That's exactly right. And he's dominant. He's a dominant player, and he's intelligent, and he's a great kid. I I, I tell you, him and Jerron Christian, the two offensive linemen, one for Louisville, one for Kentucky, are two great young talents. You know, and and it's one of those things, too, where um, when signing day comes around every year and you talk about offensive linemen, people, like, if they even remember their name, it's, you, you've done your job, yeah. But people, it, but then when stuff like this happens, you really appreciate good recruiting on the offensive line. Um, so that, that's definitely coming into play. But and to your point too, Tony, Lane and also threw shot put in high school. He won state in shot put. For those parents out there who want their kid to play uh, a sport at the next level, you don't have to only play one. In fact, you're probably better off playing a bunch of sports because. You don't wear yourself out of the other, and you learn a lot of different skills. And to be able to, you know, lower pad level wins, well, that also applies in wrestling. I mean, it's not just football. Off sports for a second, Nick Roush, new homeowner. How's the process going, having responsibility and bills that just pop up out of nowhere? You know, uh, the first mortgage payment's due in a few weeks. But I will say, <laughs> of, all the, of all the funny snafus that have happened to us, uh, so we're getting married in my fiance's hometown in rural Ohio, and it's about to be football season. She's about to start teaching. So last weekend was our last opportunity to meet with the priest mm-hmm. for the wedding. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get there. We're supposed to meet at the priest at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, get there on time, uh, knock on the office doorbell. Uh, you know, uh, nobody there. Uh, we look around. There's no cars there. Start calling the numbers. Nobody picks up the phone. Leave a voicemail. We sit around for about 30 minutes. Nobody's in sight. We drive to the other church. We drive to the other church. We try to figure something out. We finally email the guy. He says, oh, sorry I missed you guys. And the guy forgot about us. The priest forgot we were having our meeting, and it almost all fell apart last weekend. Oh, Now, did you take the compatibility test? Uh, Jackie and I did when we were engaged, and we had to go through the system with the, with the priest. What Did you take the test? Well, we ended up meeting with him an hour and a half later. Finally, we were able to get a hold of it, and we did take the test. And my favorite part of the test, because there's a lot of like goofy questions on one of them, and then another one's like a, just a Catholic-only part. And it asks you, do you see any habits from your future spouse uh, towards the same sex that might think 
it could ruin your marriage. Do they have any homosexual tendencies? And I really wanted to mark yes, just to have it brought up in the follow-up meeting. Wait, wait, ruin or enhance? <laughs> what was... What? Ruin, Dave, not enhance, ruin. Uh, what does she look like? Stop it. Uh, what was the overall score? Did What did you score? Well, they, see, they don't like. They don't run it through a scan trying to then talk to you right there. So I won't know for six months. I will say one of the guys we were talking to afterwards, though, he was kind of mad that his priest did not go over the results with him. Mm. But he also thinks that it might have saved him his marriage. So, <laughs> well, hand to God, swear to you, the priest looked at us and said, "We've never had a score this high. You are compatible." Wow. I was like, really? I mean, re- I mean, yes, Tony, with one person. <laughs> Uh, I love the process. It's great. You're a beautiful bride. And and here's here's the t- it's not the marriage. It is the it's the first mortgage payment. That's when you're an adult. When you when you finally get that first mortgage and you're in debt. That is real adulthood, which is debt. And there's no bigger debt than a freaking house. Uh, yeah. Thanks uh thanks again for uh bringing that up. <laughs> Uh, okay. Was really was really trying to have that envelope in the, uh, the bottom of the stack, but thanks for reminding me, Tony. You got it. Well, it, it, just just three hundred and sixty of those payments of the house right. is yours, That's baby. It. That's it. That's it. That's all. Three hundred and three hundred fifty nine more. Well, I can't wait to go couch shopping too. That's going to be even more fun. Oh, Woo. do not. Oh, you've got to. You've got when you go couch uh, shopping, you got to get the rules out before you go. Like, are you going for aesthetic? There's rules to couch yes, shopping? Yes, because are we getting a couch for comfort? Or are we getting a couch so everybody can look at it and say, mm. oh, it matches the room, or it's really nice? Those are two different couches. No, we are specifically getting a couch to take a nap on. Thank you. Preferably with That's what recliner. I'm talking about. But, but the purpose of a couch is that you can't really nap in your own bed. It's not. It's, it's not how it works. You just sleep too long. It's not as comfortable. You got to get a good napping couch. But the trick is a finding a furniture salesman who you know isn't like scoffing at you or trying to weasel you into some big deal. Good luck. And also finding a couch that has the right cushion because when you're taking the nap, yep. you got to have a spot. You know, yes. that you can really break in. Yes, and yeah, Sheldon. Your own cocoon. So th- that's going to be the ultimate trick and. I don't know if I can actually, am I, if I'm allowed to take a nap in the store. If they can let me nap on the couch in the store, I'll be sold. No, what you have to do is you have to lay there and wiggle around a little bit, because we've all had that couch where what? The cushions move, and they're always almost Whoa. sliding off the couch as I you're napping, that. and you wake up off one, your butt's down on the, on the wood and the springs. Yes. you got to figure out a way to make sure they're either attached yes. or they don't wander. And since you and your fiancé are so short, I'm sure it'll be easy to find something that fits you, you two. Oh, uh, of course. You're, you're just so right. But you know what, though, Dave? I don't know anything about couches, but I do know that because nothing is worse than that stupid cushion that gets all saggy, and then you hit your head on the back of the wood thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's the worst. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. All right, Nick Roush, it's always great to talk to you, buddy. Have a great day. We'll check back in with you. Thank you very much, fellas. Have a wonderful rest of your Monday. Thank you. You too, sir. Mr. Nick Roush, mm-hmm. former intern here, huge success now. And our little boy is 
growing up. up. He's got his own house. Mortgage payment. And a wife coming. Debt. That's real adulthood. Mm-hmm. It He's is adulting indeed. now. He is adulting. Mm-hmm. And he's surviving. Of course, he hasn't made that payment yet. Now, if you're a couple steps behind Nick Roush and you're looking for an engagement ring, this is the week to do it. The GIA Diamond Week is happening at Genesis Diamonds, Chivalry Plaza next to Trader Joe's. Buy like a diamond dealer for one week only. They're putting all of the GIA certified diamonds on sale. Get an extra... 20% off. It's your cha- your chance to buy like the dealers do. You are going to get a round oval princess pear cut, cushion cuts, even fancy yellow diamonds. Take an extra 20% off. Don't miss this opportunity to get a dazzling diamond that's already guaranteed lowest prices. So you were getting the best price possible anyway. Now chop another 20% off. It happens today. Through Saturday, log it in, Genesis Diamonds. This is part of their, get ready for this, $50 million sale at Genesis Diamonds. All right, back after this short break. We'll pick up with some of your phone calls. We have not. We we will dive back into the appeal for U of L. We didn't get to talk about that, and then uh, we talked about Little City FC and how important that is. If you were there Saturday night, we'd love to hear you about your experience. So please give us a call. Back after this, Tony, Dave, seven ninety, Carity. All right, we are back. Tony and Dave on the afternoon underdogs. Thanks for joining us on a Monday mm-hmm. afternoon, barreling towards football season. Did you get a chance to go out to the St. Joseph's picnic this weekend? I did not this year. It's the first year I've missed in a while. It is such a great event. And Saturday night, again, we had Louisville City FC, but St. Joseph picnic had a record crowd. They're, they're, oh, the weather was ideal. They thought for the two days it was 60,000 people. It was just unbelievable. And I was telling Dave in the break, they had a Star Wars tent. And it and you know, it's the same deal. You put a dime on the number, you spin the wheel. You pick out some Star Wars and gear. You, and you pick out a T shirt, whatever. Blanket, Star Wars blanket. And they have this girl in I love Catholic picnics. They have this girl in the Princess Leia bikini. And that thing is in real life. A lot skimpier than you remember from the... Well, you you put the movie back on, you're like, she is naked. So wait a minute here. So the Catholic picnic, the same people that have that questionnaire, <laughs> that ask you very personal questions <laughs> right, yeah. about the sexuality yeah, right. of you and your spouse yeah, yeah, and yeah. any issues that may pop up in your marriage. Right, right, right. Gambling, drinking, nudity. Yeah. So it's for the kids. It's for the dark... What? Well, you hate kids? You hate the orphans? It's for the orphans. 47 orphans uh, live on campus there. It's a great organization. St. Joseph's does a great job. But this girl looks so awkward because all of us are staying around a bunch of creepers. Now, someone normally that would wear something like that is pretty confident about themselves. She was clearly not. She kept kind of tugging on everything, and there's not a lot to tug on. So she's standing there in the middle of this, uh, you know, 50,000 people walking by and a, a bunch of old, old guys. A bunch like of creepy us. guys rolling yes. video. And I'm one of them. No, and nobody's doing cameras because it just at that point would be so, so creepy. But she, she clearly was kind of creeped out by the whole thing. Like she thought for a second, oh, Yes, I'll do that. And then when she put the outfit on, I guarantee she went, ugh. I don't think I, I want to do this. What am I doing? Do you hate children? Is that what is that so it's about? Really? You're uncomfortable. You know, we'd have got somebody else that would have helped the orphans. How uncomfortable is it to not have a mom and dad? But now you want to back out. Really? The outfit. Wait a minute. No, no, that's fine. Let me get some of the kids to come out and help you mm-hmm. load your car up. The orphans. All right. You have your own car. <laughs> But it was a great time, by the way. It was uh, all all Saturday night was was awesome. All right, Usain Bolt. Uh, he not the way you think he'd go out. No, he, you know what though? He picked the right time. 
Yeah, like he's like, okay, I'm retiring. Everybody's like, wait a minute, you're dominating still. He's never even had a cramp for the most part in a major competition. Nope. And then he's going to end it all with the 4 by 100 relay, and Jamaica's going to dominate. He'll be the anchor leg, right? Right. And then the leg gave out. The, the second-to-last race, he came in second. He lost to Gatlin. And then the, the last race of his career, he, he came up lame. So he picked the right time. It was time to go. And, and again, to the rest of us that are looking at him in the Olympics and watching a guy or any whatever race he was racing in a couple of years ago, where he's running and basically kind of screwing around. Like looking up left to side, left to right, and mm-hmm. you know, at one point he's waving his finger at the second place Not guy. Not in my house. No, don't do that. You're going to make me upset. And even the second place guy was laughing, like ah, I was kind of trying to get you. So it's like, could that be the reason? What? Remember the American snowboarder who went for some flair. Had the gold. She was going to win the gold by like eight seconds, which is huge. Well, you mean fell. Sc- he was screwing around and lost? Yeah. Little, I don't think so. I think, karma, just, I think he picked the right time. Karma He's, chameleon? It's past my age. Somebody else needs to start winning this thing. He'll be the most dominant. You know, was it 200? No, it's 100 and 200, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the 100 and the 200. So he just dominating. Just acting like it's the best time is like he was one of the best parts of the Olympics the last couple of years. Made millions of dollars, nine point yes. five seconds at a time. What a great guy! And oh. A great interview and a great example for for all that. So again, but he picked apparently the right time. Uh, Conor McGregor is bragging, yeah, about all the money he's going to make. Hundred million, he says. Did oh, I get a slice of the food and beverage, the ticket price, like uh, the gates. And, of course, the pay-per-view. Unless you kick him. He doesn't care whether he wins or lose. He he has his, I'm going to take care of my grandkids' money coming in two weeks. Unless. No, no, no. Next week, right? Unless. Yeah. He goes MMA on him. He's not going to do that. There's no I way. I don't know. That'd be kind of funny if he did. Oh, my gosh. Multiple levels. He's looking to make $100 million. I think I'm going to predict the pay-per-view is going to be a lot lower than people think. Mm-hmm. I think that number's... And they're still going to make a ton of money. People, the boxing fans, a lot of them aren't involved in this, but just the average Joe because of the sideshow nature of it. Mm-hmm. But the Pacquiao-Mayweather fight scared a lot of people off. There were a lot of people that said, I am not doing that again. I am not spending 100 bucks." And waste my evening. Yeah. And this might be a waste of my evening. Yeah. Might not be. No. I'll find someone else to buy it. Maybe I'll watch it. But I think you're right. There'll be less total, maybe not total viewers, but less packages sold. And as we sit here, we're telling you, don't buy it. Don't buy it. Unless, don't. You, got, unless you got money to throw away, go ahead. You got money to throw away, go ahead and get your, get your pay-per-view. But you're buying into this lie. That is this, it's not UFC versus boxing. I mean, it is. And UFC is going to lose big. It is not the best UFC fighter, and it is not Floyd Mayweather in his prime. No, but UFC is going to lose, and they're going to lose big. You can't. You're going into the, their rules. You've limited what your UFC fighter can do. He's going to lose, and it's going to be embarrassing. But he doesn't care. No, no, because he's, he's going to make a hundred million dollars. I would pretty much do anything. I mean, I'd get in the ring. As oh, long as, as long as I was, you know, as long well, as you could die, I don't want permanent brain damage. Well, Jackie'd be all right. She'd be set up. Oh, yeah. Be slobbering in a wheelchair. Guess who doesn't have to sell light bulbs anymore? Yeah, quit making this, noise over there. This gal. Don't make me put a pillow over your head. gurgling. My word. Why are you gurgling during my TV interview? Trying to watch my shows. I will roll you down the stairs, Mr. Vanetti. <laughs> 
That was you. I'll squeak out a kill me. Yeah. <laughs> so he hit you over the head with, kill a, me. with a sack of the money. Mom! Dad is wanting us to kill him again! <laughs> Don't do it! <laughs> Can't spend money if you're in jail. Just put on Baywatch again. It'll make him happy for a half hour. Mm. Not the movie. Oh. Heard that was awful. Did you go? No. No, I didn't go. No, Mr. Fast and Furious. <laughs> not lowering myself to go to. I don't deny Fast and the Furious. Billion dollar like, per <laughs> billion dollar per per picture I would film never series. Go to a Baywatch. <laughs> you kidding? Put that in the same category. <laughs> Baywatch made like four dollars. It was a flop. It was a flop. Even though stuff was flopping around. What up? What? So frivolous lawsuits. This one it it, it baffles me. But there has to be a lawyer that takes them. A guy is suing the Cheesecake Factory, claiming the company tricks people into leaving good tips. What? Marcel Goldman ate at the restaurant, uh-huh. asked to split the check, uh-huh. which happens a lot. 10% of the time, Cheesecake Factory says. Uh-huh. Love checks, check splitters, by the way. Uh-huh. Check splitters, a whole other thing. So the receipt comes with the suggested tips, right? 10%, 20%, 25%, whatever it is. Uh-huh. But it's based on the total bill. Not the split version. So what happens? He probably gets the $20 check, and then it suggests leaving $7. He wants to sue because he thinks they tricked him into leaving a bigger tip. (laughs) Hey, Marcel, do what everyone else does. Do the 10% thing and double it. Your bill's 30 bucks. 10% is what? Three? 20% is double it. Tony? Six. 18. So... You are suing a company because you can't do math. Yeah. And a lawyer took it. No, these people, they asked for it. They asked for it. And he's getting killed on, I hope, he's getting killed on, on social media. Hope a judge looks at him and says, you know what? What are you The doing? three extra dollars you gave your server what pales you in comparison to the $1,000 you spent trying this. Right. Get lost. What are you doing? Learn math. Right. All right. Sternberg Automotive, Preston Highway, a block up from Fern Valley. I drive one of their work trucks, man. I love that work truck. The family loves it because the cab is humongous, and they got room to do whatever the hell is going on back there. What uh, do they do back there? Whatever. They've got their games. Like a hot tub? Whatever. They kick their feet off. They've got so much room. They kick their shoes off, actually. Yikes. Uh, and they just hang out, man. It's a big old truck, and I love it. I love it. Big V8. You step on it, it goes. Whatever work you need, it goes. It takes care whatever you need the work trucks at sternberg automotive if you've got work they've got trucks matter of fact they have 150 work trucks on the lot choose how many you want we got you covered six and then we got you you want 60 we got you two sternberg automotive box trucks 150s 250s 350s whatever you need some of those trucks they already have the boxes on the back of them little toolboxes yes. on the side it's set up ready to go sternberg automotive Preston Highway, a block up from Fern Valley. Let's talk to Cardinal Ricky. Cardinal Ricky, what's up? Explain something. Hey, what's going on, dogs? What's hey, up, hey. You just brought up that uh, picnic where, you know, some chick dressed up as Leia. Man, I, my wife and I, we went to go see that, that last Star Wars movie mm-hmm. uh, in Lexington. And, of course, there was a whole bunch of folks that got dressed up. Mm-hmm. And this one chick, she she dressed up in that Leia outfit. Uh-huh. And there ain't nothing to like it. it and I, I, I just look, and I'm like, damn, she ain't got no clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what I was, you know, I'm saying this to be safe on radio, but I'm like, I looked, I'm like, 
She's naked. She's naked. Dude, I, that's, look, Cardinal Ricky, that's how I described it when I was away from the booth. I was like, go to the Star Wars booth. There's a naked lady in there. Here, let me show you. That's why literally, she felt like, so. Literally, dude, you're talking, I mean, you see some stuff, some far out stuff at the beach, but literally, they're right there. I'm like, she, she can't be, I'm like, you know, you put two and two together, and it's like, okay, wait, hold on a second. She can't have nothing else on with this. <laughs> I'm just like, man. But I just kept walking. I was like, okay, I'm with my wife. Let me just keep on, keep on. But but hold on. But they, you brought up the, the situation with the Ravens. Seriously, they actually brought in a realtor, a guy who sells homes to be their you know, backup quarterback. That's what he was doing, and then he washed out. Then they signed another guy, and he washed out. Now they brought in a guy that hasn't thrown a pass in the league in four years. Hold on, washed out? What are you expecting? The man sells homes. What? I know. <laughs> Man, I can't wait for college football. You know, NFL right now is looking sillier and sillier with the whole Ezekiel Elliott. It's like, I'm with you, Tony. This boy's going to sit for six games. Yep. If they, if they have pictures, he's done. Yes. Yeah, and the NFL brought up the pictures already. I mean, he's he's not winning two games. Uh, he's not getting two games back, I promise you. Exactly. I can't wait, man. Go cars. I look forward to you know seeing everybody up there in Indianapolis, man. Oh, yeah, Cardinal Ricky bringing up a good point. Get mm, your tickets. Yes. GoCards.com. Go to the Purdue website. Go to Ticketmaster. Any of those sites will set you up with tickets. You can get a good seat for 35 bucks. That's not going to happen for Clemson on September the 16th here Ooh. at Papa John's. That's your first home game. It's Purdue, then on the road at Carolina. I thought one of the Murray games or something was uh, thrown in there earlier, but it's not. So Clemson is 3.30. Gates will now open at 1.30 with cheaper beer, three bucks. Draft beer that first hour to get you in early because the wanding that's happening at the Yum Center is going to happen now at Papa John's for concerts and football games. Oh, my gosh. I want you to wrap your brain around that. It's 60,000 people need to get wanded, and you cannot have your bags. Like, you can't have a backpack or a, a large purse. You can have a clutch. Dave, do you know what a clutch purse is? Yes, it is. It's one that's your like go-to purse. Like when I need no. a really good purse tonight, no, no, cl- it never lets me down. No, you would think that if you're a guy, but if you're a girl, you know a clutch purse is something very small. It's just like a wallet purse. You can have that, or you can have a a clear bag. Uh, they actually they sell, of course they do, an official Cardinal clear Authentic bag at Cardinal Authentic. You can no longer bring in a bottle of water either. No. You can get a free cup of ice and then use the water fountains. Yes. So go to gocards.com. You'll find out all the information you need before September the 16th. They are going to. Look, it's going to be a backup. I mean, it's going. Because you're not going to remember. And you're going to leave at your normal time from your tailgate and get to, and why is there 30,000 people in a giant crowd around the gate? Slide over to one of those far gates, like over yes. by the Traeger Center. Yes. Yeah, you got to walk to your seat, but it's better than standing there. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be crazy. We're going to talk about it a million times, but you are going to forget. And then you're going to get to the top where you go in. And have something you're not supposed to have to get in, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to walk back to your car. Yep. So you're a Game of Thrones guy, right? Yo, speaking of, oh, yes. Last speaking night of was wa- awesome. Speaking of wanding, there is a Game of Thrones uh, adult toy available now. Oh, no. It's called the Game of Moans. Oh. 
Stop. Shaped like a sword? No, no, no. Even has a wolf's no, head? No, 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 stop, no. That's how big it is right no, there. Read that bottom. No, no, what? That's how big it is on the Oh, my there. gosh. Jeez. So, if, you, if Jackie needs something. No, stop it. No. Game of moans. Yeah. Talk about White Walker. Oh, Lord. No, now, that's how big he it is, Mike. doesn't know we're talking about. It's not a White Walker. You're saying White Walker. You don't know what he's talking about. No, I don't. I just know 11.5 isn't White Walker. <laughs> But she's in love with Jon Snow. You saw that last night. It was clear. She was doing the goo-goo eyes. Daenerys. Daenerys is in love. You could tell. I thought Daenerys was the girl that's the chef from here that has her own show. No. No? Now, there is a girl. She's got two shows now. If you go to Wild Eggs in Westport Village, there is a waitress there that looks exactly like Daenerys. I mean, she's a ringer. When she came to our our table the first time, I was like, oh, my gosh, Game of Thrones. She was like, I get it a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Platinum blonde hair looks, I mean, dead I have ringer. no idea what you're talking about. That's okay. There's only 20 million people watched it last Becky night. and I will start. It's six seasons in now? Something this like that? This is season seven. Because I don't mind that. No, jump in. Because then you can watch as many as you want. You'll get addicted. And you. it's one of those shows that you've got to watch the next one right away because you're like, I'm shocked at what just happened and who just died. We gotta go to the next and then, episode. And then it's one thirty in the morning. You're like, okay, we can do one more. Yeah, we can do one more. 2.30? Okay. One more. Just like in the old days of drinking. We can do one more! Mm-hmm. One more! I never did that. Air Serve of Louisville, 561 Best HVAC company in town. They do residential jobs all sizes, commercial jobs, even residential boilers. So many reasons to do Air Serve. The biggest one is they're honest. If you have a minor repair that needs to happen, they will come out and they will surprise you and say, look it. It's a minor repair. Don't worry about it. Capacitor, 150 bucks. Bang, 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 gone. It's good. Some of the other guys that are full commission dudes will come out and say, it's been kind of a slow month, and it's a nice house. They can afford $11,000. It's a capacitor. But you know what? They're just going to write me a check, and that's that happens. In fact, go to BBB.org and look at some of the stories on some of the other guys. Not AirServe. There's an A-plus there and, well, nothing else. AirServe. BBB.org A-plus. Number one Angie's list. You can trust them. 561 Double O double one. Papa John's pizza. Better, better ingredients. ingredients. Better pizza. Papa John's. We just talked about we've mentioned Papa John's about twenty times in this show because of the new restrictions to get into the football games. So Papa John's, if you get an option, go on the PapaJohns.com, that website. Uh, there is a high percentage of folks that are going through the website now. No one actually I do. But I'm. I still like calling I'm, for pizza. I do too, for some reason. But everyone else on planet United States here uh, calls, or I'm sorry, goes online and orders, and that's what you should do. So if you want to get a pizza, and they have specials there too. And I think we have gluten free coming out on too. Wednesday. What's that? What's, What's that? We we'll have a pizza to give away on Wednesday. Yes, dun, dun, dun. thirty dollar gift card on Wednesday. Bring your thinking hat. Back after this on seven ninety. We don't have to. Carity. This report. Glad to have you back. The. Air serve afternoon underdogs on a kind of a gloomy Monday, but at least it's not too hot. There's my little weather blurb for you. Brought to you by me, Dave Jennings, Tony Vanetti. John was so upset. He Why? Ride his bike to school for the first day. Why not? Because it was raining this oh, morning. Oh, it's so just I was a like, little Sorry, rain. Dude, you got to have your old man drop you off. 
Mm. Jump in Does the he car. make you drop you off down the street? No, no. He waited till we got to the carpool thing. It was drop the first day. Wendy's. Only freshmen went to school today, so it was just so they had the run of the school. So, so rookies and uh, second year players report first. That's exactly right. kind of thing. That's exactly right. So grizzled veterans come in the next day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how did th- well, how'd it go? Oh, it went great. Thirty four years uh, to the day that uh, I walked in those doors, and mm. it's a much different school. Eternity. He'll school. do it like in two years less. <laughs> right, right. He's already got classes with sophomores because he's in those upper-level classes. That, uh, But he did have one of the teachers. Remember I told you the story about the Coach Bryant threw the brain at me? Yes. He walked by. How him. ironic. He, 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 exactly. Should have thrown a femur at he you. He walked by and threw his pen at John and said, well, be happy it's not a brain. <laughs> I remember your old man. Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, Does John know the brain story? Uh, he does now. Okay, <laughs> he does. He does now. Uh, I try to tell him all those stories. I mean, you know, some I mean, of them. Yeah, you know, it was just fun days. It's a different school in the eighties than they were. Oh, now. I'm sure. It's a, like a college now. All right, they were just trying to get us idiots through there mm-hmm. at some point. I was telling him that one of our teachers, one of my favorite teachers, he gets so frustrated with us, he would scream at us and go, us? you're all idiots. Yes, the whole class. Okay. Because we were gen pop. I told you my class level was the gen pop. Right. And it was... You were the prison yard. <laughs> yes, and it was like, none of you idiots are going to college. I know it. So we're going to have to teach you about life. <laughs> so then he would stop teaching his class and just tell us about being a man. Like, here's what you need to do. Here's how you got to act. Here's how to get through life. And he used to do that all the time because we would always act up. Is he still there? No, he's retired a couple of years ago. One right. of my favorite teachers. Good for him. And uh, but that was the uh, you know those those were teachers in the old days. All right, you're idiots. Mm-hmm. You're not going to college, but dude, <laughs> you're gonna, can't even say that. You're going to have to learn how to be men. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about life life for the next hour. Imagine now if a teacher said none of you are going to college. But here's the thing: as us idiots are sitting in class, we wouldn't listen when he's teaching history. But when he started talking, I need to teach you about life. We all shut up and started listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell us about boobies. Tell us about life, coach. Don't, Tony's like, I know about him. You're on the main source bank phone lines. What's up? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Good. You know, regarding the U of L appeal, uh, you know, I've listened to Bob Alfano. I think it has some great insight. And obviously, you have a wealth of experience with coaching and having to deal within the system. And, you know, you read 10 solvents, uh, articles, and, and whatever. And the thing that and it's not gonna hit me today as far as what the appeal, U of L appeal, feels like. And it feels like Demi Moore from A Few Good Men, where it's, I object. You know, overruled. I strenuously object. You know, they're they're are they're taking the same argument and maybe making it more forceful, but they're not bringing anything else new to the table. And um, you know, I just think it's going to be a very very tough road to hoe. Tom, first of all, you made your first mistake, but you need to be listening to 790 KRD, and you listen to Nick Nick at uh, our midday guy called. Uh, it's not Louisville first. That's the morning show. The Red Zone. The Red Zone from 12 to 3. <laughs> you got to be a little more forceful right, Tom. with your uh, Sorry, Tom. knowing the show is there. <laughs> Darn it. But, no, I thought there was red or first or something in there. No, they, they offered up things like the players would have been eligible trying to say, look, if it was discovered, it would have been a couple of games. So the idea that all these guys wouldn't be eligible for a whole season and be playing in a championship game, whether that flies or not, I don't know, but they have offered some explanations. The betting money, yes, is on a similar scenario to that. But this is... Four, five, six different people. And they've got the Carolina case also on the burner. I'm just thinking if they want a little flexibility and they want to get out of this banner polling thing that they're about to do four of them, possibly, they'll have a chance. Slim um, chance, maybe. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt anyone's image for appealing or keeping it out longer. They took a banner, dude. 
you got to appeal. You got to fight for, for your, your right, right to hang the. Yeah, that's not how it goes. Rich, you're on with the afternoon underdogs. Tony, it's Kate Booth Rich. Hey, hey. Kate Booth Rich. How, man, Saturday night, unbe- Friday and Saturday night at uh, St. Joseph's. Unbelievable. It's incredible. Hey, but uh, the reason I'm calling is I jumped in my car, and the first thing I hear out of your mouth is Princess Leia at the um, at the Star Wars booth. <laughs> and I had to call in. Okay. Because you are 100% on board. She, <laughs> it, 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 was, um, it was a double take, maybe triple take, as you walked by that booth. <laughs> Well, and the poor girl, I don't think she realized how skimpy the outfit was because she looked like she kept tugging on it like, I can't believe I'm standing here with us old guys ogling over her. And she didn't last exactly. long. She didn't last long. She was in there for about an hour or so. And then, uh, and then I think I saw her where she was covering up with a cape and she was headed out the door. So I, I, don't yeah. think, I think all, all, the, all the women at the cake booth that walked around came back and said, Oh my gosh, I cannot believe it. <laughs> But uh, you're right. The cake booth was packed. Yeah. I mean, it was it was from three o'clock until nine o'clock, ten o'clock. It was it was five deep. People trying to throw their money over their shoulders to get into the board, and and actually we ended up running out of the cakes at ten forty five. We still had sixty people there at ten forty five trying wow. to win cake. So that is two thousand cakes given away. It was twenty three hundred total. Cause we actually we actually had families bringing cakes to us from Kroger and Walmart at nine o'clock, so we could actually get that get us there as long as we could. So I'll, I'll call you guys back once we get the final number. But I believe that we are going to have a record total, not only at the cake booth, but St. Joe's in general. It was a fantastic weekend, and we want to thank everybody who came out to support the organization over Friday night and Saturday because they they really came out in droves. It is uh, that event rich is, as we know, 25% of the overall operations there, that, that picnic for the orphanage, and it's much needed. And they and it was just a perfect storm on Saturday for people to come on out and enjoy themselves. It was perfect. And, I, and again, I appreciate you coming out on Friday morning with Great Day Live. We've got a lot of people walked up, and we're talking about seeing us on TV and how exciting it was. It was, it was, it was just a perfect weekend. Thank you, Rich, the cake guy. Bye, guys. St. Pat's guy also has a child or son at uh, at St. X, I believe, is in college now. So uh, it is all it's a circle there of life. So if um, there's a lot of young people listening now, and your grandparents for some reason, like ten of you at school, find out you got a Star Wars throw blanket for Christmas, you'll understand why. Yeah, you understand why. But I told you, I told you, said everybody was. No, like, if, if you do a double take on something like that, if I do, you know it's like holy I know. cow, is that girl naked? Uh, but it is. Uh, it was fun. It was St. Joseph's picnic uh, this weekend. All right, the other story, and we'll talk about it here in the, around the top of the hour is Lou City FC fourteen uh, fourteen thousand people. We'll talk to Kent Spencer from WHAS eleven about that around the top of the hour. How we it feels like a watershed moment in sports. It feels like when you hear people talk about the A. And, and Dr. J playing at Freedom Hall, and, and you hear all those old stories and go, God, I wish I was that. I wish I was young enough to know that to, to go out there for those games. And, uh, and those, it just seems like neat stories. That's what you got Saturday night mm-hmm. at Slugger Field, was that's history right there. You got to get your butt out to the games. And you and want enjoy some enthusiasm that. around the push for a new stadium and the money it's going to take for a sports complex. And you see an evening like that, you think, you know what? It's not only possible, it's likely to happen, mm-hmm. and it's going to thrive. 
Mid-America Security, 452-6277. Mid-America Security. Call the number. Let's get Gary McPherson or his son over there to tell you what's going on. Gary is a 30-year security expert. These are not kids in polos with clipboards coming to your house and trying to say, so here's where you need a system. Uh, these guys are the best. Right? They're like the SEAL teams of security systems. And the Honeywell is the state-of-the-art equipment they're going to put on your home to monitor your home 24 hours a day. Mid-America Security, 452-6277. When you call that number, the first 90 days, if you mention this ad, are on them. So and if you, them. if you get a really nice smoker, you'll want it protected, or you can turn the camera out to your driveway and watch yourself smoke and meet with your brand-new smoker from... Charcoal and more. If you already have the smoker, you're a green egg, or you already love your grill, you can still get better. You need really good charcoal. Stop it with the briquettes. They're fillers. You have fillers of unknown origin under your meat, and that's the flavor that it's soaking up. You want to know where your wood comes from, and how that charcoal and more does. A lot of it from Montana, different places around the the world. It's pure. Your food will taste better. It burns hotter. It burns even. You will notice the difference the very first time you grill or smoke with really good charcoal. And then Hal has the knowledge. His saying is helping good people make great barbecue. You want to be the best on the block. Hal can help you get there. He wins trophies, spends a lot of money doing it, but he loves it, and he can show you how. He has all the sauces and rubs and brines and the knowledge that you need to be just as good as Hal. It'll take a while. And, of course, he has the smokers. And if you want to smoke for tailgating, they have small electric ones, tailgate size, that aren't too expensive. So if you want to have the best tailgate area how can help you do that too exit seven in sellersburg on south penn avenue put it in the gps charcoalandmore.com uh some football game spreads are out we'll tell you what they are after the top of the hour here man back in just a couple seconds yeah tony and dave the afternoon underdogs on 790 It's the Afternoon Underdogs, brought to you by AirServe on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now, here's Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. All right, we are back. Last half hour of the show before Jody takes it at the bottom of the hour for the Cardinal Insider. I have Tony Vanetti, Dave Jennings on the Afternoon Underdogs. Just bring in Ken Spencer from WHS 11. How are you, sir? Spencer. I'm doing well. How you guys? How you guys doing today on this beautiful Monday? Uh, well, we were talking about we're going to get to some Louisville football games. Have some point spreads out. I just saw the tweet, and some of them. Two, there's two numbers that jump out at me, and we'll talk about that in a second. But we've been talking all day about how Saturday night feels different. We've had some successful Louisville City FC games, but Saturday night felt like it was one of those watershed moments for that for that program and for this town. What are your thoughts about? What happened with that beatdown of, of Cincinnati and a, a record crowd of almost fourteen thousand people? Well, sometimes I think you have to you have to ask the people that are kind of inside that moment at, at the time. So today, James O'Connor talked at three o'clock, and I actually asked him. I said, "I know, as the coach of this program, you just take it day in and day out, game in and game out, and, and you leave it at that." But you know, when you look at things organizationally with what was occurring, you know, in the stands and what occurred on the field, was that a monumental night or is that a, was that a defining night for this for this organization? And he said, you know, in their short history, they've been lucky enough to have some special moments, but he felt like that was definitely a defining night and a defining moment for for the club. Um just because, you know, it, it's 
And if we're all being honest here, when they announced that a professional professional soccer club was was coming to Louisville, did you not and, and did most people think of a lot of the the failed other minor league franchises and and you know whether they're arena football teams or whether they're hockey league you know hockey teams that have come through here that those things have have shined for a little bit and then they just faded away and you just kind of wanted to sit back and see what this would be like and how this would take and it it and Saturday night was that moment that said man there this this club's here to stay and it's it's big time and it, it's starting to really and it has really caught fire through the city. No, you hit it. I mean, it's essentially double-A soccer, to use a baseball reference, in a baseball stadium. We all thought that, okay, the ticket prices are fine, but it's going to be a niche thing. Soccer fanatics will love it, but it's not going to capture the attention of the town. I hope it makes it. And I'm sorry, it's captured it, and it's sold out. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll say this. I, I was talking to a, a buddy of mine you know, that night, and I, I hadn't seen him for a little bit. And he, we, we were just talking, and, and it was like a bunch of guys around on Saturday night. And they were like, oh, we hear you're a big soccer fan now. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, oh, what premier team do you like? You know, they're like, you know. And he goes, no, I don't, I don't get any of that. I'm, a, I'm just a Louisville City FC guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I got into it because, you know, my son likes soccer. So we started following him. The next thing you know, boom, I'm hooked. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that, that, that's pretty cool to hear, to be honest. They all, that's the key, is getting them out to the game. And then they continue to go out. Uh, Dwight, my other show partner guy, has never watched a soccer game in his life. He went to Louisville City FC and has gone ever since because the excitement is the the, the intensity of the game, the other fans, the uh, um, the Coopers, the smoke, the drums, the chanting, the singing. It's all part of this great night. I, I, again, this morning at the gym, two people. I've never watched soccer in my life. I don't miss a game. I go out there because it's it's incredible. Um, and when you get 14,000 to taste it, now you start to talk, man, This because I have my doubts. I'm hoping we get the Butchertown thing done, but we've still got a ways to go. Might need to make the stadium a little bigger now. Yeah, yeah. well, I will tell you this, Kent. I know that there's some people are saying, well, maybe you should move it out to the fairgrounds. No, 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 no. no, no. For the love of all things holy no. and soccery. No. no. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, look, I... I you know, I know that we're talking about making the, the stadium, you know, some people have talked about making the stadium bigger or, or whatever, but I mean, look, you, you have to create an atmosphere. And I think that whatever kind of size stadium they build, I think you have to be able to create an atmosphere. That location seems like it's a perfect location. Um, but I'm, I'm with you as well. Now you got, you got to try to find a way to fund it. You know, it's, it's great to have a location, but you have to have the funds to, to be able to, to build the thing and get the thing going. But in the meantime, um, you know, nights like Saturday night sure help their cause. And the other big story, obviously, from the weekend, and, I mean, American golf has been dominant, obviously, with Tiger and Lefty, but you never got the sense they liked each other particularly, and there was not a lot of camaraderie, but there's local Goshen, Kentucky golfer, Justin Thomas, and then there's Jordan Spieth, the chief rival, and then there's Ricky Fowler, 20-something Americans that all seem to like each other. Just the future of golf looks really bright. No, it is. And, and, you know, we have kind of talked about it before. I mean, you know, when you talk about golf and you talk about, you know, um, it's funny, you look at, at, okay, who can win the Masters? You know, there, there are times when you really do think it's only three to four people that can win a golf tournament or a major championship. And now when you talk about golf, I mean, like, there's 20 legit guys 
that can win any given week. And it's funny because, you know, I've, I'm a, I've become in the last two years, I have become a golf addict. So I watch the golf channel nonstop. And I'll be honest, like last night after the wins, like it's like, how many can he win? You know, could he be the next dominator of the game? It's almost like, but after every one of these guys wins, whether it was Spieth in the Open or Brooks Kepka in the U.S. Open, I mean, these guys have major talent. And the, and the cool thing about it is, is they want to beat each other's brains out, and they're as competitive as it gets, but they're all really, really cool with each other. And I think that's that's pretty awesome, too. I mean, to see Jordan Spieth and Ricky Fowler and, and Justin's roommate, Bud Cauley, you know, hanging out, you know, after he got done, um, to be able to congratulate him and, and spend some time with him and celebrate with him, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. There are uh, fewer people playing the game uh, than they used to. It used to be the same amount of people that quit the game started up the game, so they they had an average amount of Americans playing golf, but that has flipped in the last decade. And part of the reason is people just don't have the time to go out and play for five, six hours in a remote location. Now you've got golf courses that are popping up. There are at least six new golf courses that have just six holes on them. What is your opinion on, on whether that thing can work or not? Six-hole course, you play your six holes and you're done probably an hour, hour and a half. I'll be honest. I don't know about six-hole courses. Um, you know, for me, you know, especially like during the week, and, and it depends on my schedule and all this stuff, but I, I try to get out, you know, once or twice, and it's not about playing 18. Go get nine in. And and if you, you know, if you're, if you're you know, Keeping up and all that other stuff, I mean, you can get nine in in an hour and a half. That's a that's a possible thing, and that doesn't take too much time. So for me, it's it's not about trying to fit in eighteen here and there. It's about you know, hey, can I fit in nine? Can I can I play nine here and there? And and for me, I think that's been a real win. And, and sometimes you have a lot of courses around here that are offering nice nice little deals and discounts and nice courses to come out and play nine, um, which is which is cool and. You know, especially when you get deals, it doesn't make the game that expensive. I mean, it, it is an expensive game, I think, after you go out and you buy all the equipment and, and all that stuff. Um, but but I, I joke, I, you know, I got I got my set of clubs a couple of years ago. Like, I'm good, I feel like, for like 10, 15 years. I don't need anything anything for a while now. Um, but, I, but I like to go out and, and play and, and just enjoy it. And I get my, I get my kids. I bring the 7- and 5-year-old out um, with me. And they ride in the cart, and they hit shots where I hit shots. And, uh, you know, we, we have a big time. Well, and here's where it could work. I'm not sure about designing another new six-hole course, but this offers up options for existing courses to say, look, it, you want to play you want to play six? I mean, six times three is what, Tony? It's the whole freaking golf course. Mm-hmm. So you play six on Monday. Maybe you do one through six, and you do seven through 12, whatever it happens to be, on Tuesday. And maybe Friday you come back and play the final six and kind of work packages out where you can do 18 holes over a few days and not spend five hours away from your family. The only thing I would say may not help that out is, is I mean, when you go out to a golf course, I mean, they have they have tee times that go off a certain amount of times, and they start, and, you know, like you can't just go out and say, well, I'll play the back today. No, you're playing one because we have to regulate, you know, because sometimes you get out, and if you get some folks playing really, really slow and they don't know they're playing slow, then it can take a really, really long time. So they try to spread it out to keep the flow going so you don't end up saying, well, I played two and a half hours of nine holes. You know, that's that's the kind of stuff that would keep 
keep people from coming back. Ken Spencer from WHAS 11. Two games for Louisville, it looks like, on the schedule that are are underdogs. He, they are getting three and a half versus Clemson at home and then getting nine and a half no way. against Florida State on the road in Tallahassee. That's a lot. A can, team oh. that they just spanked last year and now getting almost double digits. Can't spend I out. wouldn't touch that with your wallet. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, look, I think if you look at, at, at the Clemson game, you know, even the even though it's here, you know, Louisville has yet to beat Clemson. But I mean, I think. Look, I think that's a really winnable game. Like, you know, remember last year we kind of talked into it. I said, I think Clemson and Clemson is going to be really, really hard for them to win. But I think Florida State here um, with a with an unproven, you know, quarterback, I think that's a that's a winnable game for them. And you you saw what happened. You know, this this year, I think it's almost kind of completely flip flop because. You know, Florida State was a team that got healthy later on in the year, and they started to look really, really good. Um, you know, Louisville clearly tailed off at the end of the year, and they didn't look like the same team that absolutely smacked Florida State in the mouth at Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. Um, that being said, you know, Clemson's lost to Sean Watson. They lost a lot of really, really good players. Now, I know they put recruiting classes on top of recruiting classes, and they've got talent coming in. But man, once you you know it, that's going to be different for a lot of those kids who've not played significant time to come into an environment like they're going to come in early in the season that Saturday. So I think that's a really really winnable game for for Louisville. On the flip side, I think going down to Tallahassee and beating Florida State is going to be really really hard. But staying within ten probably won't be. So that that's an interesting line. I think that's a little excessive. Man, that's a touchdown and a field goal. That that that's not that much. So I mean, I, I think we always say, "Well, my God, that's that's a that's a huge amount, and that's just a touchdown and a field goal. That's not that much." Yeah, I saw last year's it. game though. That's why I'm yeah, having yeah, a hard I, time. I, uh, I watched last year's game, yeah. dude. I, I'm not, I'm not, same quarterback. They got yeah, the same no, no. I mean, look, I get it. I watched last year's game too, but later on in the season, who who would you have picked if they would have replayed? No, you know, at the end no. Of the Florida State beat Michigan, and Louisville got waxed by LSU. I get it. No, no, no. It's, it's that's true. Um, all right. Uh, so Purdue twenty five points. Louisville's given up twenty five. You think they cover that against Jeff Brom and, and the Boilermakers? Mm. I, I do. I do. I think. Look, I think Jeff Brom's going to do a good job there, but I don't think he has the horses to be able to hang out with, to hang with a with a really you know with a really good team and a Heisman trophy contender that I think has something to prove coming into this season because I feel like he's been doubted by a lot of people he's going to be highly motivated at the start of this year to prove a point it's going to be on national TV you you got to think Bobby wants to put up a big number um I think that they do cover the 25 against Purdue he's doubted because there's no doubty oh lord <laughs> uh oh lord. <laughs> the thing is I, I keep hearing from everybody about how the talent is down at Purdue. I, I haven't dove into their 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 roster, but I do know the Brahms. And I do know that they love to go. Oh, we got nothing. We've got we've got nothing, man. Our I can't. I don't can't get anything out of their quarterback. I, I've I've heard this I've heard this line before. But you could easily can't see like a fifty-one to thirty-one kind of game where Jeff finds a way to put up points, but they can't stop Louisville either. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I could see. I mean, while I think they cover, I wouldn't be shocked if, if both teams put up a lot of points. Uh, just because, I mean, in that first game, you know, I, I, look, it's it's fall camp. Everybody says amazing things, but look, you're going to have to get, you know, locked in with Peter Sermon during a game day. Yeah. Like that's that 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 stuff is going to take some time to to iron itself out. It's yeah. not just going to be locked down defense from week one. No, no. 
I agree that that's my biggest question mark is the new defense coordinator to see where where all that that comes out. All right, Ken Spencer, we we love you, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. WHAS eleven, we'll talk to you, buddy. And congratulations on your on your son. At, at the, he's a fine boy, fine boy. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee it. I can't wait to see him playing for either UK U of L in football, buddy. That's awesome. All right, see you, buddy. All right, uh, short break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the show. Last week we talked about that Justin Bieber song that's half Spanish, half English, mm-hmm. that didn't translate very well. Yeah, You'll be interested to see what was number 44 on iTunes that was easily number one. Samir Mizrahi has a song that's number 44, or mm-hmm. it was. It peaked there. The track is the letter A, 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 very good song. <laughs> What is it? Ten minutes of silence. What? Because apparently when you first plug in your iTunes library, it jumps to some song that has the number one in it or something. And it plays really loud right out of the gate. So if you don't want the same song to pop up first all the time, you've got the A-A-A-A-A thing, which is a Yellow Pages marketing thing from way back, and then silence. So the first thing that pops up will be that song, and it won't blast you. Then you can go from there. That's the theory behind it. I've always wondered. What's up, buddy? My iTunes does that. Yeah, so now you can get a a a a a a very good song. Ten minutes of silence for a buck or whatever they charge. What are you doing? Not much. We're What's just up? talking to Kent Spencer at some of these uh, these lines that came out. Louisville twenty five points I over the Bowler that. Makers. Yep. Uh, Give the points. Get, getting nine and a half at Tallahassee. Yeah, that's um, surprising. No, because. You're a. That's why I actually came in here. Some Louisville, Florida State news that I'll get to in a second. But but you you know they're ticked off. Oh, I know. And it's a tough place to play. They're good at home and and, and they're healthy or they're healthy now. We'll It'll see when they play. It'll be a noon game. Oh, don't you say know? that. No, 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 Dalvin Cook. The offensive line was not quite as bad as Louisville's at the end of last year, the but wasn't much better. Francois, Francois, they had to move a guy from stupid, defensive stupid back Americans. to wide receiver because they're thin. That's, that's the thing; they're thin at wide receiver. They could take a couple. I mean, they could. They How could, is that possible? I know. No, oh, they have it's good Florida players, State. but they have no experience. Yeah, those guys in two years, you'll be like, oh, they weren't really thin; they were really good. But they're are they ready to? Right. I, we'll see. I mean, that's just a lot. Of, I saw last year's game. I can't imagine they win by 10. Yeah, I just want to drop a couple little recruiting things on you. Supposedly, Jarrett Jackson is a kid who is uh, one of the would be one of the better gets Louisville would have in football. Mm-hmm. He's a defensive end, I think 6'5", 265 from Palm Beach oh, Gardens, Florida. Lord. Defensive end, tight end. He's an athlete. They don't know where they'll put him. It, we had heard he was going to commit to Louisville. Then Florida State made a last-minute push, and they're and? back and forth. But supposedly tonight he's going to. We've heard he's going to commit to Louisville. Oh, ah, right. yes. So, yeah, we backed off him anyway. Well, you know, listen, dude. Yeah, they're they're calling now. You know, to try to get him to not commit because they didn't want him. The the, the Lamar Jackson factor is going to be trickling in the next couple of years. It's not well, just the first they're... year, and sometimes it takes a couple of years. And you've got one that that kid picked Louisville over Notre Dame not too long right. ago, and now one it picks over Florida State. Well, this is 11 of 15 that are from the state of Florida. I mean, I really, and I look, I've said this before, I, I love me, Clint, and I, Clint Hurt and I are, are buddies, you know, I, I like Clint Hurt, but I think Louisville and Court Dennison and Colby Smith are recruiting South Florida better now than they did when Clint Hurt was here. 
I mean, it's unbelievable. Now, you'll, we haven't seen it yet because of those guys. But, I mean, you're talking about elite guys. Yes. 11 of 15 from yes. down there. Yes. I mean, yeah. you're in the ACC and you got a kid that just won the Heisman Trophy. You're going to start getting kids. And that's how you get into Clemson's uh, league. Yeah. Is basically get, they've been recruiting like that for 10 years. And the other thing is, I just uh, posted a story on my website, Cardinal Authority. If you want to go there, by the way, we got a good uh, a free promotion. Get three months free right now if you buy one month. Pretty cheap there, Tony. If you want to do that, how much? You know, inexpensive. inexpensive. Uh, yeah, I, you get yours free anyway. That's what I was going to say. So, I, I, um, mine is, yeah, Darius Days. What's that code Rick again? Rick Pitino's uh, number one target, basically. Yes. Beside, not named Romeo Langford in the class of 2018, just set his um, official visit for Louisville. He'll be here Clemson weekend for for Louisville. Who? It's um, it's Louisville, LSU, Indiana. And probably North Carolina. How does LSU get in on these guys? Yeah, I don't know. Know. And probably Carolina. I think it's probably Louisville, Carolina ish. It'll be interesting to see. What, what, you know, what, there was a super stud that decided today between UCLA, USC, and Duke. And, and Duke. It's tonight at like eleven o'clock. Oh, okay. Sports Center. Oh, well, is it really? Yeah. Oh lord. So Cal must have backed off on him too, right? So anyway, oh, Darius yeah, yeah, yeah. Days is a big. Would be a huge get. He is basically a poor man's Draymond Green. He's six eight, power forward. Kind of undersized, shoots it, kicks shoots, people in the crotch. Forty percent from three yeah. as a six eight guy. So All right. All anyway, right. Jody Demi, ladies and gentlemen, back after this on seven ninety. Garrity. Reds for you. Minus a Louisville is a twenty five point favorite over Purdue, a six point favorite over North Carolina, a thirty one point favorite over Kent State, a three point favorite over NC State. Wow, and an eight point favorite over UK. They are dogs to Clemson and Florida State. Yeah, the nine and a half still has me. I'm wondering that a lot of question marks. uh, Well, we'll know a lot after the first game how good Florida State is, obviously. No, no, no. Those numbers will change. Well, in Vegas, the idea is to, with the 25 and a half and the nine and a half, to make you go, really? Seriously? And get some money moving. Yep. That's the idea. Okay, fill in the blanks. This is a sad story, but I bet you guess what happened. There's a fire. Someone woke up. There's no smoke detectors in the mobile home. So this person wakes up and gets everybody out of the house as the mobile home is burning in Anderson, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. One person ended up dying, a 22-year-old man who got out of the house, went back in for what? His dope. His cell phone. Oh. Smoke inhalation got him, and he died because he couldn't leave his phone in the house. Yeah. No, I don't don't doubt that at all. Uh, And it was a what? It was a, was it a trailer? Yeah. The phone might be more worth more than the trailer. Oh, I, it could have been. Too it's, soon? It's, uh, the phones are $800. I know. Okay? I know. And they're, they're saying at some point these phones might reach $2,000. Plus, he still would have been stuck in a contract. Well, oh, well, oh, okay. we got to stop this right now. He's probably out of it we now. We've got to stop this No, knowing these phone companies, yeah. we've got to stop Probably this. moves on All to right, his family. Everyone stop. Allen Electric, 636-HELP is the phone number. Call Allen Electric. They show up on time. The price is up front. They're master electricians. They'll take care of you. They don't do other jobs like plumbing or plaster or whatever. They don't do any other kind of construction. And they do uh, electric. No, that's all they do. They Specialized with making you safe at home. Allen Electric, 636 is the number. All Lots of Pasta help. does is make great food, stuff that they've cooked. Mm-hmm. They make homemade ingredients from all around the world, different homemade soups. When you can get 
Israeli couscous and Ethiopian lentil, and of course chicken noodle and chicken rice and some of the staples, but they change those up every day. They're made there, and they are delicious. Right there by the deli. Make a sandwich, get a half a sandwich and a bowl of soup. Enjoy it in the cafe. And so many things you can bring to work that they've already made for you, like the vegetarian quesadillas, and they have little chicken pot pies, all sorts of things you can just warm up. Frozen, yes, but made homemade, warmed up by you. Restaurant quality in your home, thanks to lots of pasta. And they've been doing it more than three and a half decades, up against the big boys and still going strong. Lots of pasta, Louisville.com. We'll see you tomorrow on 790 Carity. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.